movies. We all love them. Chances are you've met someone that likes movies. The communal aspect of movies is something everyone can get behind. But while we all love movies, we don't love the same movies. We can agree for the most part what objectively makes a movie good. But what about the movies that you love that aren't very good? The movies that failed at the box office? The movies that were critically savaged? It's time to throw your support behind those black sheep. It's time to tell me, why do you like it? My guest today is here to discuss and defend the 1997 Paul Verhoeven sci-fi action shoot 'em up extravaganza, but also very clever, very sly satire. He is Matt Ferret. Matt, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Well, as as good as someone can be doing in in the back half of 2020. Well, yeah, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> the rough world that is currently living. Yeah. The very but, uh, oh, man. like year that we're living in. Yes. Yes. And I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that you brought Starship Troopers to the podcast because one of the things, and, and I, I've said this before about this podcast, but one of the things I love the most is when people will tell me a movie they want to talk about. And I, it's not that I forget that the movie exists, but I just keep, I think to myself like, oh my God, he's right. That movie was actually critically shat on and misunderstood for many years when it came out, like right when it came out, like uh, we were talking before we started recording, like people called it like an ugly movie and like, and also, and we'll get into it, but like pro fascists and everything. And it's like, you guys, you missed, <laughs> you missed so much. If you think that's where the Just, movie is. Well, but at the same time, I don't blame anybody that took that away from it. Right. And right. Because, because starship troopers, I, Starship Troopers is a movie where the movie itself may very well be an unreliable narrator. And that's fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. Like, nobody's ready for that. Yeah, yeah. Because I I will posit that I think Starship Trooper actually, it's not even, I don't think it's that big of a stretch. I think I'll say this in a lot of, and, and a bunch of people listening will just nod along and be like, oh yeah, no, I, I picked that up, Matt. That's not a big revelation. The yeah. movie is itself a piece of propaganda from the Starship Troopers universe, right? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like, it's an, it, it is the it way, uh, is, yeah, yeah the, the, the way, like, uh, you have a movie within a movie. It's just that the whole movie is within the movie, <laughs> and it's from the perspective of this crazy fascist world. And so, yeah, so, of course, it's glossy and, and, and awesome-looking, and all the leads are beautiful white people. Yeah, like exactly. It's, it's a piece of propaganda. All of them, beautiful, square-jawed, just like, even the women are just, like, yeah, so beautiful, chiseled. just, like, perfect, yeah, perfectly 
perfectly symmetrical faces. Sculpted statuesque people (laughs) delivering uh, real corny dialogue. Oh yeah. uh, While being while while there's this there's this atmosphere of ah I'll give it all up for the for the fighting boys and that's and that's (laughs) there's no irony in their delivery. But no. there's irony in the whole world. There are so many layers of fucking irony to this movie that yes. most people didn't get it. Yeah. I don't know if I get it. Like, it's so, there's so much to unpack with this. That's and, how I kind of felt about it because I rewatched it this morning and I was like, I <laughs> I like to think I get this. I like to – I'm fairly certain. Oh, like, I thought uh, I got it. I sat there and I was like, I like to think I get this, but rewatching it again this morning, I was like, man, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I only get some of it. <laughs> the line, the line between satire and schlock is blurred to the point of oh, it, yeah. the point of no, no, no return. There's no way to know. Was this acting choice just bad acting? And they said, fuck it, let's go with it. Or was that bad acting choice like really thought over? Did, did Verhoeven say, Hey, uh, uh, Michael, well, actually fuck that. Michael Ironside rules. He, he's so no, bad. Yeah. His he's, acting yeah. is never, ever bad. I would exactly. say, yeah. I would say the, the main culprits of quote unquote bad acting. And I say quote unquote, cause who fucking knows what the intent was, um, were, would be Casper Van Dien and, uh, Denise Richards. And, yeah, but, even, yeah. Yeah. But, even, but even then it feels unfair to say that it was bad acting because it's like, well, if this is a, piece of propaganda from the universe then the fact that it's 90210 in space makes perfect sense <laughs> you know like yeah. it's it's, it's and also just like uh like we were talking about before we started recording giving verhoven's uh, filmography you have to think like i can just see him it's like working on levels yeah purposely directing actors like this i understand if you maybe want to play this with a little emotion but don't. Casper, <laughs> Casper, please come here. Please come here. Uh, I need that drier and worse. Please. Exactly. <laughs> and Denise, Denise, your delivery always has to have like a vague look of like it needs to seem like confusion. <laughs> it needs to seem like you're asking a question always yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. And then got it. It's so strange. But then, but then, yeah, on the flip, Michael Ironside. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, I love yeah. my character actors and uh, and Clancy yeah. Brown. Holy shit, man. They yeah. know exactly what they're in. They are dialed into it 100%, and they are delivering exactly. perfect performances. It's crazy. Um, and I totally forgot about uh, freaking uh, Dean Norris is yes, um, yes. in the movie. Yeah, and I was uh, like, holy shit. Yeah, a uh, DEA <laughs> agent from Breaking yeah. Bad himself, Dean yeah. Norris. Before he had his, he had some teeth work done. Oh I don't yeah, know if you right. that. yeah, yeah. He had that like that one tooth. <laughs> he's he's got kind of bunny teeth. Did you? Yeah. Oh my god. Did okay. This is <laughs> this is hyper specific. So I don't know if you remember this, but I want to ask another human this. There's okay. a scene with Dean Norris where he is delivering some kind of announcement, and he's standing in front of the troops, and uh, he's got he's got his full uh, his full uniform on, so it covers his arms but his arms are like out into the sides and like very long and kind of dangling do you know what i'm talking about yes yes what the fuck was that i don't know i don't know it looks it like yeah it really threw me off i was like i have a theory I have a theory, okay. and that is that, and because this movie is, this movie is actually super smart, but it's also very dumb. It's so weird. <laughs> so, 
you see it you see it mostly in the first act when uh, uh Rico and Carmen I tried to learn their names Rico Carmen and Doogie Hauser fuck I can't Carl 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 oh, Rico Carmen Carl Diz Diz yep and then uh Xander is re- we have Rob Lowe at home <laughs> That's right <laughs> off brand Rob Lowe's in there <laughs> uh, no offense to the actor he he does a great job um No so in that first act when it's when it's like the fascist version of Riverdale, you've got, um, <laughs> you've got, uh, most of the teachers and authority, adult authority figures are disfigured in some way because, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, service guarantees citizenship. Presumably they're all citizens. Presumably they all served in this fucking meat grinder nightmare war. Um, yeah. and so they came out fucking mangled like Blanche from golden girls as the <laughs> biology teacher, which fucking which is- rules so hard. She's so it's good. Un- Unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh my God. It's, it's so cool. That's such a, just, that's just such a cool, small little touch. Yeah. These little, these little details that just fucking yeah. shred for no reason. Like, why does yeah. the movie look this good? Like yeah. it's a, it's a, it's, it is a, it is an adaptation of a book being made by people who fucking hate the book and want to shit on the book. And everybody said, yeah, I'll shoot on that book. And then they did. And they did yeah, a great job. Exactly. Um, so the point I wanted to make was that uh, most, if, if you, in the world of Starship Troopers, it seems like if you live long enough to, uh, to have some kind of authority, you're fucked up. And oh, so yeah. I guess, I'm guessing maybe Dean Norris has prosthetic arms or something. That's the only uh, thing I could think of is that he's got awkward prostheses, but that's, uh, that's actually a really good point. That's, all that's a very got. good point because literally everybody that, um, uh, Rico encounters at some point or another, they got something it's missing, some kind of appendage yeah. or their face or both legs, or which some is, shit. which which it kind of muddies the message, right? Or at, at yeah. least it muddies the idea that this is in-universe propaganda. Because in-universe propaganda probably would have kept those people beautiful, right? Yeah, th- that's right? a good point. Yeah, they more than likely. Yeah, they they would not have shown that um, that so, ugly. Yeah, right, right. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have shown former heroes as being mm-hmm. like oh shit, like they're messed up. Their life is yeah, really hard totally. now. They would show them as like, oh, ha, ha. which you kind of get with, <laughs> with Michael Ironside because even though he's he's down in arm, he still fucking rules and is yeah, like exactly. the coolest character He's ever. still like, oh, we're going back to war with the bugs? <laughs> All right, just give me a fucking cybernetic arm and I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Jess, uh, uh, Jess uh, told me I, I have to bring this up because I, I love Michael Ironside. I'm always so excited when he's in a movie and uh-huh. there's this great blur from him because he he knows he's a, a gentleman of of advancing years and so when he would come on to <laughs> he would come on to a project he would bring a selection of hair pieces and he would tell what? the director he'd bring his own hair pieces and be like what do you want what 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 look do you want <laughs> for your boy ironside and Verhoeven's <laughs> like no man you don't need to do that it's not yeah. that kind of movie <laughs> He's so of cool, though, he man. Did. Right, yeah, right. Just of course a fucking he did. Old, like old school, like class act. It's fucking great, yeah, man. And Character that's um, actors. yeah. And you bring up a totally good point. Like he and like Clancy Brown. It's like they know, like they totally know, like they're in on stuff. But they're also like, it's not in my wheelhouse to give like a, I guess, knowing performance. So they're oh, both yeah. like, 
they play it totally both, like, straight. Totally, totally committed to like, you know, Ironside's committed to his gruff teacher. You apes want to live forever. He's <laughs> one of the best lines ever. He also perfect. He delivers an undeliverable line. Do you remember this? I had to write it down because it's fucking wild. He says this with the straightest face, and it's it's only funny until you think about it. Okay, he says that he they they discover uh, the the whiskey outpost and it's just ugh, just decimated corpses yeah, everywhere yeah. fucked up right. and they find a guy with a big hole in the top of his head which is kind of <laughs> silly in and of itself but the gore mm-hmm. is so good that it's kind oh, of not yeah. silly also I don't yeah. know gore kind of um, I'm I, I don't know if I'm a gore hound or not because um, it kind of it, it it does still spook me out. But also it can be funny. It's weird. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, they find this guy with the hole in the top of his head, and Michael Ironside digs his robo arm in there. He he finger blasts this guy's (laughs) head pussy and and pulls out some red (laughs) schmutz, no brain, and then he says, they sucked his brains out. Looks like a bug was in his brain, sir. They sucked his brains out. And he did, and he gives and it hundred and ten percent. And it works. You don't. You only laugh when you process it later. Yeah, the the yeah. delivery is so good. You're like, fuck, man, they sucked his brains out. And they're like, wait, yeah, so and then you're like, wait out? a minute. Did I did Ironside just say that? Oh gosh. And he did. <laughs> and like, what a feather. I don't know. If I was him, I'd be like, what a feather in my cap. Like, I got to say the dumbest shit and I made that shit work. That's like a testament oh, to God. you as an actor. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh man. So like I I keep remembering to um so this movie came out in 97 and I was 15 and I remember that my friends and I actually snuck into a theater to mm-hmm. see this because we like rated R and shit, you know, we had heard like how violent it was. Oh yeah. Seeing it on the big screen like we just all were I totally can't even like imagine. Just fucking just like just hammered like yeah exactly right? you have but obviously, yeah, exactly obviously like at 15 i'm not catching any of the satire i'm just no. like this is a, and but this comes to a good point of what you brought up earlier is like this is still a kick-ass action movie it just like, slaps man for your you, for, for your like younger but not that young people should see this but you know <laughs> you're like for, if your you're going in laugh. Exactly. If you're going in and you're like, I cannot process satire. So, but this is just an awesome action movie. And it is. Verhoeven is so good at just like the way he makes the bugs like so fucking menacing. Like the second, it's like the second you see him, like everybody freezes and they're like, oh shit, here they come. It's like, what do we do? Like when they first land on Clendathu and they're all like, what do we do? What do we do? Even though they all have guns. (laughs) They all have guns and they're like, what? They made it. They made it through the harshest, most insane, over-the-top boot camp ever. And exactly. then when they do, when they put boots on the ground, they're like, "The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Thing? Are you nuts?" <laughs> and it's so, it's so perfect. The God, that monster design, man, from start to oh, all yeah. the bugs look so good. I mean, everybody's ripped it off, like, especially the main hunter arachnid, like been yeah. been ripped off to death. But like for good yeah. reason, they fucking look amazing, and. It's the it's you think it's it's crazy watching this because you think oh 1997 there's going to be some real stinky CGI in here and for my money the worst the special effects ever get it bottoms out at 
ah, that CGI wasn't great. Sure. Not like, oh, that was comically bad. It was just like, ah, that was kind of iffy. That's the worst it ever looks. And I have to assume it's, uh, they, they must have been doing miniatures for the spaceships because the spaceships all yeah. look fucking amazing. And I know yeah. the, at least to some extent, they had full size puppet robot bugs for like the main hunter yeah, that's, that, yeah that, looks, that is true yeah it pays man because it looks oh yeah it's crazy how good it looks and then of course <laughs> going pedal to the metal with the gore really sells everything too <laughs> the other I mean, like yeah when they go when they fucking when you were talking about earlier that uh that whiskey outpost where they're just like oh, look, every it's just torso splattered <laughs> every it's nuts man they yeah. they know <laughs> no restraint with the gore no. people get cut in half constantly people get decapitated constantly people get impaled by multiple bug appendages and (laughs) lifted up in the air on the regular any one of those things a movie would save for the very end or for Mm -hmm. one very important death like a character a main character death starship trooper says fuck that we're gonna hose you down with fake blood dickhead and it's amazing (laughs) and and that also circles back to maybe this is in-universe propaganda because that extreme gore gets people agitated. It gets oh. it makes people hate the bugs. It makes people feel sorry for the victims. And then that, and think about it too, right? Yeah. That's and a then, fair point because in all the t- in the TV splices, they show like they show the, the torsos. The, um, yeah, the Mormon yeah, extremist a- camp, which is <laughs> hilarious for multiple reasons if you think about it uh because of course of course a hyper fascist right-wing society would look at peaceful loving mormons as terrorists uh and i just um i just love all i love all the little nods that like i uh, well i don't i don't i say nods like it's a salute but it's like (laughs) verhoven and newmeyer uh, ed newmeyer the writer of the film um putting in just like the little nods of like constant details constant world building throughout you can't yeah you can't say it's like the war on terror satire because that hadn't happened yet but it is very you could but it's so critical of like interventionism and just like our our militaries like like where they're um uh right before they uh go and get their uh death from above tattoos and which that is that reporter. kind of kooky to you because they're ground guys yes exactly <laughs> they're not, they do nothing from above okay yes they, they land they, yeah I they think, land i guess and then they're exactly they land and then they're on the ground i think but it's that like, might be a carryover from the books i don't know much about the uh, book okay i don't um, either i didn't i I think yeah, they, they I think they're they're like because they also call them cap troopers a couple times because they like launch from capsules or something. It's, oh. it's all very Halo also, which is weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, Halo really loved this movie, I guess. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. But just that uh that one scene where um uh the reporter is like asking them all what they think and and he and he starts to have like a sort of serious like mini monologue and he goes a lot of people say that uh it's our intrusion into their habitat that has caused this instead of adopting a live and let live and then obviously you know johnny rico i'm from buenos aires and i say kill them all and it's like "Mm, i love that i gotta gotta love that verhoeven touch it's it's like too good of a satire like it Mm -hmm. went 
over everybody's head, but it also went under everybody's head. Yeah. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. Like, I and I think I don't know, dude. I think I think Paul Verhoeven has had America's number since the mid '80s, and I think yes. yeah. I think yeah, Starship Troopers happened four years before 9/11, but the fact that it it it's only gotten the, like RoboCop, exactly like RoboCop, yeah. it only gets more relevant as the uh, the elements that were like, oh, that's over the top satire. This is a, a wild uh, flight of fancy to be exactly. funny. It's oh, this is this is crazy over exaggeration for a joke. It's exactly. like we're living in that shit now, dude. Yeah, like, guys. <laughs> Verhoeven did not. Yeah, (laughs) Verhoeven did not imagine this shit. Like this is is like, dude. Verhoeven, uh, he was a kid in Nazi occupied. Yes, the dude knows what he's talking about. Exactly. Listen to him, but but, he knows what he's talking. Like he knows what like fascism fucking looks like. He was there. It's just yeah. He knows what it fucking looks like. Of course, like. And, and like you said earlier, I I can see like people seeing Starship Troopers and just their initial response is like, why is Doogie Howser dressed like a Nazi scientist? Yes. Why why are they all what is what the hell is going on here? What right. is all this like would you like to know more? Well, like uh, you know, what is all this shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is all this shit? Like, and you, you know, you're right. To an extent, like it's easy to see why people were to like just take this at i don't know i guess face value and be like hmm what's what is this is verhoven a fascist sympathizer this is strange but you know you've got to like after that you've got to like maybe visit some of verhoven's other films in his filmography and like then come back and tell me oh i think he's endorsing fascism right you can't do that you could not do that no it doesn't it doesn't stack up but i will say i will say that i think that is a knock against the movie is that like uh, the the statement it's making isn't always clear and that's good because it inspires you to think about stuff but the fact that if you have to if you have to look at the rest of a guy's filmography to figure out what he was saying in that movie that's like that's not great yeah Um, true but i mean i don't know it is great i love engaging with movies in that way we were talking about total recall i've seen it a fucking dozen times i have no idea what's real and what's not in that (laughs) and that's what i like about it you know because right at any point you could any I would believe anyone's breakdown of what's real and what's not in Total Recall. You, the, oh, whole yeah. thing, the whole thing could be a dream. The whole thing could be real. Exactly. It could be real until this point and then a dream. And it's like, and Starship Troopers does the same thing, but instead of is it a dream or is it real, it's it's this sliding scale of schlock and satire. And it's like, what is in here for schlock and what is in here for satire? <laughs> Sometimes you just need sometimes you just need titties and blood, and sometimes you need to be a scathing indictment of the U.S. military industrial complex. And <laughs> fucking both in the same movie at the same time. Sometimes, exactly. And who would ever? Who? Yeah. Which director would ever think of like? Well, probably only the director of like Showgirls and uh, you know RoboCop <laughs> would think like tits and tits and blood and a scathing indictment of the military industrial complex. Hey, America, look at yourself. <laughs> Right after you look at these boobs get splattered in blood. It's also kind of funny like that to think that like um 
because I think uh, Columbia Pictures produced this, and just to think that like they gave they gave him a budget. They to, had so much freedom making this yes. thing. Yeah. Gave him a budget to do this, and it's just like it's just crazy because I could just imagine him selling it to like the executives. Like it's just a crazy bug movie, and everybody shoots it. It's like (laughs) we're not going to tell you all the other stuff we added. That's the that's the crazy. They they truly just didn't tell people because like yeah, uh, you mentioned Doogie Howser looking like an SS officer, and that like obviously the costume department was told like yeah do this, and they're like okay, and then when people (laughs) asked, hey why does Doogie look like an SS officer, and they're just, they're just showing, like, ah, you know, it's just a movie. And it's like, yeah. the fact they didn't, they wouldn't fucking level with anybody. So, like, <laughs> it's like this Andy Kaufman esque, like, nah, yes. fuck you, figure it out. <laughs> that's, a, that, oh, wow, that's actually a good, good point. Good crazy. comparison. Yeah, that is, it is like, Figure, figure out what we're going for yeah. here. Yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> it's your job. We yeah. supplied. We it's supplied, not up to us. We supplied. We made the, the movie. Boobs and, yeah. and blood. You do the exactly. rest. We made the movie. Watch it. Tell me what you think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's and it's it's crazy that this is a thinker because this. I was in middle school when this came out, mm-hmm. and I I had one of those relationships. I wouldn't consider the kid a friend, but we rode the bus together, and he would talk <laughs> at me. And often, what he would do is describe some fucked up rated R because I didn't I didn't see any rated R shit until I was fifteen, and then my parents gave me the green light, and they said, "Watch whatever you want, you dork." Oh, okay. You know, All right. We know you're obsessed with movies, you dingus. <laughs> Now you're old enough. We've decided you can watch this shit. And then right, I watched Pulp right. Fiction in my friend's Tim's basement, and he had never seen it. And we both got to the scene with the gimp, and we're both like, oh. "What the fuck are we watching?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, for a 15 year old, that is right. scarring. That oh was wild. boy, both yeah. of us. Um, so in middle school, this boy would watch uh, pretty hardcore shit. Uh, such as evil, the original Evil Dead, and mm-hmm. here's how he uh, here's how he tried to sell Evil Dead to me. Oh yeah, it's the movie where a, uh, a girl gets raped by a tree. And I'm like, that sounds fucking shitty, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward, uh, you know, 20 years later, Evil Dead's one of my favorite horror movies. You know, uh, well, yeah. you just did, as yeah. when you're when you're 12, you latch onto the wrong elements, and so he was trying yeah. to sell me Starship Troopers, and he's like, oh yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a shower scene with with uh, with guys and girls you can see their boobs and then there's this scene where they dissect a bug and she grabs the stomach and it makes her barf and I'm like sounds fucking shitty dude don't want to watch it and then right I'm like and when you're 12 that's what you oh my god you know that's what you latch onto this weird wrong stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then told me, and then I just I'm like, oh yeah, the movie whips ass actually. And you know what? Of course, the, sh- the showers are cool because that's a that's a carryover from RoboCop. That's mm-hmm. that's Verhoeven's uh, running theme of like we're we're all going to be equal at some point, which is exactly kind of beautiful. It's a yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. reason to shove tits into your movie. <laughs> um, and also, I don't know if that's what he said, like to people, if he was like, no, there's only tits because obviously we're we're going to be equal. And then he I just left that, it at that. I honestly, I think that's what he's getting at, though. No, and no, yeah, yeah. I just would love it if he said it in an interview. Oh, in exactly those words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it kind of—it's funny because it works. It most—I I, I feel like it that jives better with RoboCop 
than mm-hmm. Starship Troopers because Starship mm-hmm. Troopers is such a hyper fascist world that I feel yeah. like it'd be more traditional still and not be willing to to do that. But yeah. it's cool. Yeah. But that's genuinely cool. Like that's a, that like as much of a fascist nightmare as this world is. That's a genuinely dope thing. That like no, we could all we would all serve together, yeah. and and you know there would be women who captain starships, and, and like that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. That's like some Star Trek level positivity. Yeah. in your weird yeah. nightmare movie. <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah, that's so interesting that that little like. And it, it's not and really it a little fit. detail, but yeah, it exactly. Fit with yeah. the rest of the movie, and I think it's I think it's things like that that maybe that, that had to muddy it right i remember the first time i watched this uh, like you know however many years ago i was like this uh-huh. was fucking dumb but like fun <laughs> i was like yeah, oh right. this rule this right. but it was like dumb as shit yeah and also how come some of the good guys look like nazis and then you watch it again and you think about it some more and you're like oh, oh no they got me oh. because, because that's the other reason for the 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 kick-ass action and gore right is to mm-hmm. get you to, to show you the viewer you are not immune to propaganda either this guy oh, you no. hyped up also and that's yeah. scary i think a lot of people yeah. don't want to engage with that it sucks finding out that you are not immune to propaganda no, you no, know, I know. And, and, and it's like, yeah, that's some scary shit. Yeah, um, exactly. And it feels yeah. and it kind of feels like that's maybe like it, not that like people willfully overlook the satire, but maybe they oh. just didn't want to engage with it on like yeah. that level. And it's and, presented kind yeah. of confusingly. I exactly. think I think to be totally fair. It's it's so it's so subtle, <laughs> yeah. which is the the insanest thing anyone's ever said about fucking Starship Troopers. Oh, it's really subtle, actually. What a subtle it, movie. <laughs> it is, right? It's, it's subtle the way RoboCop is, where it's sure, like, sure. It, it's very easy to get caught up in how just like genuinely good the action is. It's it's never... Yeah, yeah. It, and, it, and it's interesting, because I did a little research on this thing, and it's okay. kind of a weird rat's nest to try and pull apart. So... <laughs> Because it started off as, and I wasn't sure if it truly started off as a different movie or if it just had a different working title, but apparently Ed Neumeyer was writing a a totally different thing called Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. And then somebody somebody pointed out like, hey, this is kind of like Starship Troopers. And they said, oh, well, let's get the rights to that and we can call it that. We'll pull names from that and and make it, and, and pull elements from it because they did... They did pull the, the the fascism from it, or the the you have to be you have to serve in the military to be a citizen. I don't want to shit on this book that I've never read. I feel like that's unfair. Um, but but uh, Paul Verhoeven was like handed the book, like here, read this. You're, mm-hmm, yeah. You've agreed to direct this film. He got two chapters in and said it made him very bored and very depressed. And he asked Newmeyer, hey man, can you just tell me what happens for the rest of this book? Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow convinced this guy, or convinced Newmeyer, like, you want to just shit on this book? And I guess Newmeyer was like, yeah man, let's let's part of butt great. cheeks and out onto this thing. <laughs> And then I'm, somehow I'm everyone all, else is on board because it's like I don't I don't know that much about Heinlein. I, I need to read more classic sci-fi, yeah, but it seemed yeah. like in a pre-Star Wars world, Heinlein mm-hmm. was pretty hot shit because it, it seems like things like at least Starship Troopers was kind of filling that niche of sci-fi that kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like like Arthur C. Clarke and Ray ba- Ray Bradbury were mostly doing like thoughtful stuff yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah. Picture, not yeah. 
beat your boys into a spaceship with some machine guns and fuck shit up. Which there's a, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Like there's a no, no, no. There's a reason. You know, that's fun. That's fun to yeah, engage I mean, with aliens, yeah. right? Like, of course. Starship yeah. Troopers to me kind of feels like a, a response to aliens in a way because oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alien, yeah. Aliens glorify sort of glorified the colonial marines until it didn't. Uh, yeah, right? no, until that's, it yeah, 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 they, exactly. They, flip, they exactly. do flip the switch, but yeah. they're more direct. James Cameron kind of tells you, like, these guys are kind of jerk-offs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cooper never gives you that level of clarity other than, like, I mean, except when it does, except when it beats you over the head with it. It's Zach, this movie's it's impossible to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I know. This movie is, like, it's so, it's Oh, the layers, the layers of this movie. It's a fucking lasagna of irony, but also <laughs> it's not, which I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm going to use that forever now. This movie is a lasagna of irony, everybody. Right? <laughs> it is. Just stacks of it. Like, goddamn. So um, we were talking about this before we started recording. So where would you personally put this in Verhoeven's filmography? Number two. Number two? Yeah, see, because before I said, I think three, but I go back and forth. I go back and forth because I do love Total Recall. I... Robocop's number one because I just oh, think it's like certainly it's the right? greatest it's, thing he's ever done. It's, it's one of it's the most just important movies ever made. Yeah. I think. I but say- I always, I'm always like Total Recall, Starship Troopers. Uh, God, they're both so much fun to watch. One has like satire that goes over everybody's head, but also at the same time does not. Total Recall I, is like, yeah, Total Recall is just that lived it. Ah, yeah, but. Total Recall is great because it um, it presents the head trip to you. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't try to. It, it doesn't. It doesn't try to work it in as a as like a secret. <laughs> I right. guess I'm trying to right. think how to put this. No, no, Total, yeah, that's yeah. Because Total Recall, Total Recall wants you to be all in, so it can fuck with you on what's real and what's not. It kind of it. it, it I think Total Recall does live in a RoboCop esque world where it's like mm-hmm. this—it's this late stage hyper capitalism where we're being alive kind of just fucking sucks. But it's yeah. more of a background element. It's not central to the story like it is in RoboCop. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. You want like uh, uh, Arnold's character whose name escapes me, Quaid. D- Douglas Quaid. Yeah. He yeah. like he. He seems to have an like if it's real, if any of it's real, it could <laughs> fucking be an implant. But his his life on Earth seems like okay, but he's not really yeah. happy. He's like yearning for something more, and that's why he wants yeah. to go to Mars. And, um, but it's it's never the driving the driving element of that story is what's real, what's not. Exactly. So yeah. I guess it, and it and it whips ass as an action movie, and it's uh-huh. it's got terrific sci-fi production design it's one of the it's like near alien tier like just awesome like you said lived in mm-hmm. uh like a real and not gritty for grittiness's sake no but no gr- no no gritty to make it feel like a real place yes yeah, exactly and that's all and that's all fantastic i fucking love total recall <laughs> but since it doesn't have the robocop and starship troopers have like an extra madness to them that i have oh, to yeah. i have 
push them up a little higher. No, I and I can definitely see that. That's why I like I'm I'm always like back and forth. Starship yeah. Troopers, Total Recall. I don't know, but Total Recall's just, a tighter movie. Like it, and it makes more yeah. sense. Like yeah, <laughs> as a movie, it's better. As a movie for a human being to watch, it's better. But Starship Troopers as like a bizarre fever dream. Exactly. I, I like yeah, and it's just you know it it comes all the way back to like um. Verhoeven's like just he's got a he's got an unfair rap. I think I really think he's got like a bad like he's got like a bad rap. Like you know, yeah. throughout the two thousands, like he made um, he made a Black Book. Black Book was a good movie. Uh, he started it's not he like into like more serious drama. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. And then you know I'm After thinking Hollow of uh, Man specifically, which I think yeah, exactly, did, it did exactly. Okay. Yeah, and, so, and then I'm thinking of like a. That other uh, L Ellie L, L. Yeah. yeah. Uh also pretty serious. Yeah, and no, that was very heavy. Like I, I looked into those a little bit. I'm like, wow, that's it's very different. Yeah. And it reminds me of his pre-Hollywood stuff. Yeah, stuff exactly. And it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like he went like he you know, moved to he LA his, and exactly. said, I'm gonna make crazy bullshit now. Exactly. And then I'm gonna go back. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. it for like 20 years, then I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's just like, it's such a cool. Yeah. Oh, no, it's totally awesome. But it's like, it's interesting that he's like, got kind of like a bad rap. And I don't under, I don't really understand it because like, I, I need to rewatch Hollow Man. We've already discussed that before. Yeah, no, Hollow but, Man's actually pretty tight and very relevant to now. But like, to it's now fascinating that, that like, something like a uh, basic instinct was like his biggest hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People love basic instinct. And not like, I mean, it's a good movie, but you know, obviously, it's not like um, it's a sexy me, thriller. Yeah, to so, me, it's not on the level of his science no, fiction stuff. I, yeah. I would say it doesn't have, though. You know, it's been a while since I watched it. It might, ha- mm-hmm. it might have more to say than it, it. It could, it could very well be just like his sci-fi stuff, where it works on the the ground floor, you know, thriller level. But it might it. If if Hollow Man had something to say about toxic masculinity, I have a feeling maybe Basic Instinct does too, and so that's probably <laughs> worth a revisit. I am scared to watch Showgirls because that movie has a fucking rep, and I have seen clips, it and it seems like a big bummer. Kyle MacLachlan in that, looking like uh, uh, Tobey Maguire in Spider Man Three. Remember Goth Spider Man? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> for the entire movie. <laughs> Did Cam Raimi watch Showgirls and be like, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what I'm going for for that scene. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, I God. Like Raimi would go for it. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – yeah. It's really – yeah, it's just – it's fascinating. His career is like a real fascinating, like, director's journey, I would yes. say. Like, yes. It's almost like he – yeah, like he – not really I, – I, I don't even want to say like he got – chewed up and spit out by Hollywood because he kind of bended Hollywood's rules yeah, to him. Absolutely. Like, well, it was yeah. interesting reading about, um, I can't remember the producer that he worked with on a ton of stuff, but him and his producer were both kind of, somebody asked them like, Hey man, what happened? What the fuck happened with showgirls guys? And they, uh, they both, they both basically admitted that um, basic instinct kind of gave them free reign to just push shit as far as they wanted. And they did. And then looking back, they're like, Oh, we went too far. (laughs) That was too much. (laughs) And I think, I think that's what it is. I think, I think with Verhoeven, he comes in hot and he pushes, is shit far robocop sure and then um and and it's a hit and it works and mm-hmm. hollywood's like yeah 
blank check, baby, go nuts. Exactly. Like, yeah. Show girls. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> so I think, because uh, Verhoeven's got our number in like um, America's number in several different ways. And one oh, of them yeah. is that we are. Yeah. We are big prudes about sex, mm, but, also, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, we will watch a guy's head explode as realistically as possible and be fine with that. Oh, he just, he, yeah. He, God, got, he, he, he absolutely has our number. number. It's wild. He and, absolutely has it. Yeah. Oh, I, God. I would beg him to do like, one more big sci-fi movie where you take a shit on America. Please, Paul. Would love it. Would love him just, like, I would love some ballsy studio to just, like, give him carte blanche and just, yep. like, here is $120 million. Do, do you something. Think, <laughs> get, get, get Newmeyer on the phone and do oh, something man. real fucking mean, but it also... But also, it works as just a piece of genre fiction. Exactly. Like that's, oh, that's oh so gosh. I don't so, know... Do, does any other director or creator do that where they where they do, they fully deliver that that genre fiction but then also pack in a big fuck you <laughs> i i can't think of any i can't think of any that doesn't like him do it, like, right they do it both do it both and yeah. go as hard in each way yeah i can't think of anybody that does it does it like him like he fuck, fucking for Hogan just yeah but oh god so I like to um I like to round out every episode with this question for my guests uh different variations and stuff but this is a this is actually a good good one for this movie so do you think this movie a could do with a be with being rediscovered by younger audiences or do you think an interesting younger filmmaker slash newer film filmmaker could add another layer to this by remaking it? I think everyone, once you turn 15, you should be required to watch this movie. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe older actually. One thing that was fucked up. I remember in college, uh, I, I knew a guy who was in the ROTC and he uh-huh. said, yeah, they, they, they had us watch this movie. And like not presented ironically, like Starship Troopers. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Be like these guys, the ROTC said, without okay understanding any right. Think about yes. that for a second, and think about how much that probably happens all over. Oh God, yeah. that um, makes me sad. <laughs> yep. You. Uh, oh. Paul Verhoeven has our number. Yes. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> dude knows it. Uh, I think, I think people should absolutely rediscover this movie. I think take it. Uh, I, I almost think prep yourself or go, maybe go, go in with the understanding that it's going to work on a couple different levels. I don't even know. Or, or yeah, maybe you should see, have, that's, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing to ask. Maybe, like, you should, maybe have the should people tell you about exactly. the shower scene and then you go watch it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> should you go in like should you go in like blank slate and then see if you can process Pick the satire? Out. Or should you like know that like this movie is there's, there's like you said, Verhoeven has our numbers, see what you think of that when I right, tell you that. Right. I, I, yeah, and I I don't uh I don't have an answer for that because I think if you go in as a blank slate, you mm. do run the risk of what critics and general audiences did in ninety seven and missing the message because it's mm-hmm. presented in a very meta in your face, but also secret way or, yeah. or you misread the messaging as like, 
I'm Paul Verhoeven, and I think what the the Federation is doing here is cool and good because yeah. I think I, I, I think it's it's maybe easy to like shit on people who took that away from it, but it's like that's how every yeah. other movie works. Every yeah. other movie presents the good guys as the good guys as something yeah. to relate to. So it's mm-hmm. like a that's a bold gambit. Starship Troopers yeah. is doing shit that movies don't normally do. No, no, not at all. So. I definitely will. I, I hope people keep watching it forever. Yeah. I I think a young filmmaker could theoretically nail this, but the I the only yeah I, the only thing is like it. I feel like they might go like too obvious with the satire, mm-hmm. like That's make it thing. like yeah, like Verhoeven was like like we said like hell it confused a lot. Of us. <laughs> like Verhoeven was like <laughs> yeah exactly. Verhoeven was like. Did what he did, and then it's like I think maybe like a yeah like a like a newer filmmaker might like make it a little too obvious, and then it would just yeah they would either hold their hand through it or remove that layer entirely, which I think fucking crime. And I there are two direct to video sequels, and I I think I think they strip out the like nuance and just I saw the second one, and it's absolutely it's absolutely shorn of anything involving satire it's just like bugs violence that's what everybody wants yeah like let's go kill some bugs that kicks ass which it does but like Mm. come on exactly exactly because do you do you ascribe to the possibility that the asteroids that hit earth had nothing to do with the bugs because that's how i read it i think yeah yeah yeah, like yeah how could they have done that Yes, and, and I think it kind of. I think no, and that's a very good point because I think earlier in the movie, it like it kind of alludes to that. Like yeah. it says, like asteroids are shot out of like the the bugs orbit in this. And they show a map. Exactly. They show, they show Klendathu and Earth, yes. and they are four hundred <laughs> quadrillion light years apart. Yes. And we spend the whole movie with these, and this is the classic fascist thing of underestimating uh-huh. your enemy, but yeah. you spend the first half of the movie like, bugs are dumb, bugs can't think, exactly. but yet they can fucking do uh, astrophysics <laughs> by, by oh, dude, yeah. shooting their an asteroid just perfect trajectory, perfect trajectory. They know yes. all the orbits, they know... Yes. Like, and and that's, I think that's a, a, a primo example of schlocker satire, because... You could read that as schlock is just like, oh, it's bad writing and they didn't give a shit. <laughs> but Robocop was really smart. And Total yeah. Recall was really smart. Even yeah. Hollow Man was really smart. I don't think that was a fuck up. I think I don't think so either. Yeah. I and that's No, no, and that's a yeah, that's such an interesting point because I was like, I I had that's Good job bringing up that map because I watched the movie this morning. I, I, I was had, like, that, that, that is so funny. That. Just Lenathu, yeah. Earth. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking it's, about? It's prevented like a sight gag from a cartoon. Exactly. Even. Exactly. Yeah, oh, God. Powerful stuff, man. Yeah. <sighs> and, and that, yeah. And that's Everything. how I, I feel just like this movie. The, this movie is just a fucking seven layer burrito, just fucking everything. You guys, but then also yeah. you eat the burrito and it tastes good. Exactly. So who cares? Exactly. Are? Like it's, oh, man. I don't know, man, uh, it's not a perfect movie. It's, uh, it's sometimes doesn't feel like a movie, but sure. Oh, shit, man. What there a are definitely times. It doesn't feel like a movie. 
the all the bug stuff is fucking wild. The, mm-hmm. the flying bugs that decapitate people with their wings. <laughs> like just as a monster movie fan, there's this, this movie's a fucking yes. the big yes. beasts that shoot fire and then yes. rides one and shoves a grenade in its bullet hole. Holy shit, man. And just then so goo stories ever. There's so much goo in this movie. It's yes. not just people goo. You get a lot of bug yes. goo. That fucking dollar store Rob Lowe gets his just brain just absolutely fully on screen, not cutting away, just completely just fucking sucked out of his skull. Not cutting away is something really important that I want to talk about. Paul Verhoeven's directorial cinematography style. Uh And that is he kind of shoots and light things, lights things like a flat SNL comedy movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but one, it looks, it does look better than that. But it is yes. that flat, bright lighting, and yes. then within within these sitcom-looking settings, the most, the absolute most fucked up shit happens. Like in RoboCop, you have this nice, bright board meeting with with guys in suits. Everybody looks yep. great. And then a fucking guy gets shot for 90 seconds in the chest and the camera never cuts away and they got a fucking X rating. That's how hardcore it was. Like, holy shit, dude. And so, like, yeah, Rob Lowe gets his goddamn brain sucked out of the top of his head. And it it makes me think of, um, it's a horror thing, right? But it's in traditional horror, you you drape things in shadow and fog sure. because the unknown yeah. is scary and, and your mind makes it scarier. But then there's this other less explored school of horror that things like The Hills Have Eyes or Midsummer mm. do, which is like, fuck you. We're going to drench this shit in light. We're going to force you to look at every second of it. And yeah. Verhoeven does that his whole career. And it's... Yeah. It, it makes it funny because it looks like a sitcom, but then it makes it scary because something horrible is happening in the sitcom and it makes it scarier because the movie never lets you look away. No, no. You see all of the brain come out of a man's head through a tube. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Why why does the brain bug look like a huge butt and sloppy vagina? (laughs) And is it just for shock value? Maybe. But if, again, going back to the idea that this is a piece of in-universe propaganda and that this is a, a militaristic nightmare society that values mm-hmm. physical strength over all things, mm-hmm. oh, being smart makes you a fat pussy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what one better for- way to end the episode than with... That line. <laughs> if you've never seen, if you've never seen Starship Troopers, please, please, please oh watch it. Oh God, everybody! If that doesn't convince you to watch this please fucking watch movie, tonight. I don't know if you'll understand it. I don't know if I understand it, but holy shit, man! It's, it's everybody, it's, it's on Netflix. Everyone, yes, do yourself is. a damn favor. Treat watch yourself. it. <laughs> Treat yourself. Matt, thank you so much for coming on this show to talk about one of my favorite fucking movies. Uh, Everybody, you have to understand how good this movie is. You have to do your goddamn favor. Yeah. It's it's everything. It is one movie that is all things. It's everything. Yeah, exactly. It's everything (laughs) that you would think a movie was not possible of doing does in this movie. I so, can talk for another three hours about oh this Oh my shit. god, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. You're right. We should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Matt, what thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Alright. Take it easy, dude. 
You too.